Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word every day for oh, about 12 minutes or so, and at least in that short time, get us into God's Word. So we're doing that on a regular basis. And by so doing, we're focusing on our spiritual lives. We're focusing on our souls, on our relationship with God. And it's important that we do that. That helps us have a better perspective on the day and upon life, whatever life, whatever the day may throw at us. Helps us to be better prepared to take it on. Now, you know people in your life who need a better focus, who need to start to think about their souls, their spiritual lives, their relationship with God. Share these short studies with them. Get them started to getting into God's Word on a regular basis. You may help them get on the right path that will ultimately lead them to heaven. So share. You can do that through Facebook friends, through text messages, maybe some other technological means that you have access to. But make it, make it a point to share with everybody you can. Your family members, your friends, work associates, your neighbors, anybody and everybody, literally. You may help somebody get to heaven share. We're going to get back into our study talking about the two different and opposing and absolutely opposite influences in our lives. Now, the one is positive, and that's God. He's always trying to lead us to come to him, to lead us by his teachings through the best life that we can live on this earth, and then ultimately to be with him forever in heaven. And Enjoy all of the blessings that go with being there with him in heaven. He guides us, leads us through his word and through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is always there calling on us. We talked about that. We saw numerous examples of how he would tell different ones who had become his apostles, Peter and Andrew, Matthew, Philip, follow me, follow me, follow me, but also he offers that invitation to everybody, all those who would come to God through him, in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Come to me, he said, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, the other influence is obviously the devil. He's on the opposite end of the spectrum, and he wants to lead us away from God. He wants to lead us into sin, and since sin separates us from God, Isaiah 59 and verse 2, and ultimately, the end of that road is eternal condemnation in hell, where the devil is, will be for all of eternity. Revelation 20 and verse 10, and those whose names are not written in the book of life, that's where they're going to be. And that lake that burns with fire and brimstone forever and ever, which is the second death. That's Revelation 20 and verse 15. So, absolute opposites in influence, one very positive and it's based in love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And the other one, that influence that is from the devil, hatred. He hates God. I think we're accurate in saying that, and the only way he can hurt God is to pull followers away from him and into eternal condemnation in hell. So one is based in love, the other is based in hatred. So what is it in your life? Love or hate? Love or hate? 
Now, we would say automatically, instinctively, love, wouldn't we? But which way are you living your life? Which way are you going? Who is the guiding influence in your life? Are you walking with God? Now, I'm not asking, do you believe in God? We would all, pretty much every single one of us would say, oh, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But are you walking with God? Well, sure, I'm doing that. Really? Are you? Are you living by his teachings? Not just one here or there, not just a smattering of his teachings, but are you faithfully following God, living by his word? You know, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14 and verse 15. He repeated it in verse 21. He repeated it again in verse 23. And then in verse 24, he said, the one who does not love me does not keep my commandments. Well, you see, that's easy to understand. Your love for God will be demonstrated by your living by his teachings, by you following him obediently through those teachings. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? See, that's demonstrating truly your love for God. Or are you doing whatever you want to do? You know, some people, they say, oh, I love God. They almost never even darken the door of the church building. You're telling me that's love for God? So you see, the devil wants to pull us away, and that's out of hatred. So what is it in your life, love or hate? We talked about how in Romans chapter 5, in verse 8, the apostle Paul said that God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loves us that much that even when we were in a state of hopeless and absolute condemnation because of sin in our lives, he sent his son to the cross to die, to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. He loves us that much. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us. And then in chapter 4, 1 John, and verses 9 and 10. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. God loves us that much. He loves us that much to have sent his son to die on that cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins that we could have the opportunity if we will come to God through Christ, our Savior, that we could be forgiven of our sins, that we could be made right with God again in our relationship with him. That's called reconciliation. Kind of a technical sounding term, but that's basically what it means being brought back into a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Now, we're talking about real love, not just spoken love, not just a warm, fuzzy feeling now and then, but we're talking about real love. God loved us that much that he sent his son to die for us. Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Well, and then he went on and told the apostles gathered with him in that day, you are my friends 
if you do whatever I command you. Now, of course, that statement applies not only to the apostles on that day in that setting, but it applies to anybody who would truly follow Christ in faithful obedience. You are my friends, he says, if, big word, if, it's a conditional word, if you do whatever I command you. Now remember what I said referred to earlier in John chapter 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments, Jesus said. Hmm. See, obedience is what is where a lot of people, they get hung up. Uh, they, they say they love God. They say they love Jesus, but they, they're not in there. They're not consistent when it comes to be, being obedient to God and obedient to Jesus by living by their teachings laid out for us in God's word, the Bible. They want to be able to, in their mind, love God, love Jesus, without living obediently to God or Jesus. God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. Incredible. Incredible. We think about what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. Here he said, he, that is God, made him, that is Christ, so God the Father made Christ, God the Son, who knew no sin. The Hebrews writer tells us that he lived on this earth, even though he experienced all the kinds of temptations we experience, Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 4, yet he never succumbed to the temptation. He never committed the sins. He lived the perfect life here on this earth. So he could be the perfect savior on that cross, hanging on that cross. So God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. Now what that means is, as Jesus hung on that cross, all of the sins of all mankind for all time was laid upon him. They were all laid upon him. He bore all of that guilt on his body as the perfect sacrifice, the perfect savior as he died on that cross. He bore your sins on that cross. He bore my sins on that cross and the sins of everybody you see around you. He bore them all on himself as he hung and died on that cross. He was without sin, sinless, perfect as the sacrifice. But all of the sins that you have ever committed or ever will commit hung on him as he died on that cross. And that's for all people. It applies to all people of all time until he comes again. That is how much God loves us. That's how much he loves us. He not only just had it written down in his word that he loves us, he demonstrated that love, his love for us, in an almost unbelievable way by sending his, cross, his son to die on that cross for us. Incredible. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you, Father. 
There's no way we deserve that degree of love. There's no way that we deserve the sacrifice of your son on the cross. But you made that sacrifice anyway. That's by your grace, through your love. Thank you, Father. Guide us, help us to live as worthily as we can of your love. Guide us, help us to obey your teachings consistently on a daily basis to demonstrate our love for you. Please, Father, we pray. Forgive us. Hear our prayer, gracious Father, in Christ's name. Amen.